All right, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. Today I got a couple of my best friends on, Jerry and Sid Myers. Welcome to the podcast. Ty, thank you. We've listened to your podcasts a long time since you've been doing them. And each one gives us something that we can use. I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in college on theory, but theory, what I really want is the ability to actually be able to take teaching, apply it, use it. That's what I've appreciated. Awesome. Thanks, Ty. It's good to be here. Yeah. I'm glad you guys um, willing to jump on here with me and do this. And I appreciate you guys uh, listening to all my podcasts too. They're great. I like, I like when you send me the text messages and you say, Hey, that was a good one. That was a good one. So keeps me in line, but I appreciate it. So, um, a lot of you listening, you've probably heard me mention Jerry and Sid before I've mentioned you guys on a few podcasts and we talked, um, Jerry and Sid were just at my clinic in salmon. Uh, well, that was just last month. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's, yeah, it's May yeah. now about three weeks ago. Yeah. So, and I'm going to see you in next month coming up for the cold, the cold starting. starting and a month after yeah. that. Yeah. And we got just keep, keep on going. <laughs> and then in October for the rock crawling. That's right. Heck yeah. You guys so. are going to be sick of me by the end of the year. Oh, I know. I don't so. think so. So my, you know, my first time meeting Jerry and Sid was in Salmon, Idaho. Was that, how many years ago was that? Was that four years ago? Four years ago. Yeah. Four years I ago. I think it was four. Yeah. And that was fun. And we're going to talk about that. I'm, I'm going to let you guys tell that story in a little bit. But that was one of the funnest divorce ceremonies we've performed <laughs> with, with mules. So that was yes. a lot of fun. So kind of to, to begin here. And, and by the way, everybody listening, Jerry, Sid, and I, we're here at Bryce Cannon Mule Days. And we got a clinic coming up the next three days doing clinics. Yes, we do. We got mealmanship and got cow working. I'm going to have a lot of fun. And then we got three days of riding coming up uh, here in Bryce Canyon. If you've never been to Bryce Canyon Mule Days, they they need to come, don't they? Amazing. It's it's beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. It's amazing. Be sure you bring your good camera. (laughs) That's right. It's a pretty place. So why don't we start? I want to. I asked these folks to introduce themselves, everybody. So I'm going to have Sid introduce Jerry, and then Jerry, you can introduce Sid. I'm going to let her tell the story and get it right first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I should hear the story first, and then you can get it right later. I don't know. Sid, why don't you start? Why don't you tell us all about? Why don't you tell us about Jerry? Okay. Well, we just had our 27th wedding anniversary day wow. before yesterday. And between us, we have 10 kids and um, 10 very good kids. And um, you have to say that because this is public. Oh, I do. You know what makes it good (laughs) right now? Every one of them has got a job and none of them are on probation. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I met Jerry. He was a lawyer in Pocatello. And... um, we got married after dating for a couple of years and then um, 
after we'd been married a couple of years, he put in for a judgeship in Salmon, Idaho. And sometimes it's a case of careful what you wish for because he got the job and it was it was tough being an only judge in a small county and we moved kids up and they went to high school there and anyway it was it was it was fun but it was an adventure um when i met jerry he had horses and he kind of moved between a few mules here and there, but he had one named Abraham that was probably about 16 hands, but he liked women. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about these mm -hmm. awkward looking kind of critters. I mean, this guy had huge ears and a very long face and, <laughs> but he followed me all over anyway. So I thought, well, if Jerry likes them, they gotta be yeah. okay. Anyway. So, we, uh, yeah, we just kind of melded our lives together and I adopted him and his kids and his critters. And here we are. You know, what can I tell you my favorite thing about Jerry? He's this, always smiling. This guy, is. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen these meals get honky with him. Meals want to do the bounce boogie and bump and he's just smiling through it. Of course, he was a bronc rider back in his day. Yes, he was. That's that's right. In fact, um, I did forget to mention that we were both raised on the Indian Reservation um, in southeast Idaho, just outside of Pocatello. And our parents knew each other, but we did not know each other. Oh, wow. Um, but Jerry grew up, I mean, I've got a picture of him when he was probably 18 months old on the back of a cow. And he lived... Probably smiling. <laughs> yes, he lived the lifestyle that I would have died for mm -hmm. and just didn't get to do it until 27 years ago, actually almost 30 years ago because we dated for a while. So anyway, thanks. There you go. I, I love right. this life. It's, it's been an adventure. You know, truly, one of the best things that's happened to me in my life is to find Sid and to, to get married and to be able to share all of the things that, that we've shared together. She's been adventuresome. Literally, uh, follow me all over. Uh, when I, she mentioned being on the bench. Well, when you're on the bench, you can't have any jobs, any outside jobs, except being a judge. That was fine. So I just activated a guide's license in Alaska and we took our we took our vacations and i guided the big kodiak brown bear hunts in alaska you guys always know the loopholes you lawyers <laughs> yeah. and then she followed me i'd been involved in hounds my whole life and she followed me to africa wow and we used our hounds over there to guide the leopard hunts and uh sid's one of the few women that i know that had a leopard charging her and hear the big roar and withstand it and go back again the next day. Jeez. It, uh, it's, it's been fun, but I think, you know, I, Sid and I both wish that I probably would have retired out of the hounds earlier. I spent 52 years chasing cougars and bears wow. and we, we, 
both wish we'd probably could have got out of them earlier and transitioned over to the mules. Uh, like she said, I'd, I'd always had mules. In fact, just thinking back, I can remember in 1961 training first donkey. I would have, I would have been probably a sophomore, junior in high school. And my brother and I trained horses, uh, broke a lot of colts in and here comes this guy with this donkey and we're up for that. And so I, I do remember, we thought we got rich off that deal. He paid us <laughs> 25 bucks a month to work oh, yeah. with that donkey. <laughs> what year would this be, you say? 1961. 25 bucks a month, huh? Yeah. 25 bucks a month. <laughs> To, yeah. to, to ride colts then. And, you know, and I, I kept involved, uh, had the, the pack strings back in the wilderness area in the early 70s, had an outfitting business back there. We'd go in the middle of August and every once in a while we'd fly out to get new groceries and stuff. But as far as we'd trail the string in the middle of August and we'd bring them out the middle of December. And we're talking wilderness area where where some of the trails are so icy when you're coming out that you've got to stop and try and find some rocks or some sand to throw on the trails so your mules don't slip and slide down into the river and, and you you you're careful with them because you're your partners you depend on them you know yeah. so i mean you really you really watch them so that was my background but and, and I think that one of the biggest parts to emphasize is that in those days, it was breaking an animal rather than working with them, training them, learning the psychology and applying the psychology, uh, you know, and just kind of going on like that. I'm 75 now and I started a, a new cult meal about uh, three years ago and and i worked a lot ty using the methods with that you gave me on him you know i i did a lot of groundwork with him sydney took him to one of your clinics and she's the one that, that really did well with him but to make a long story short we'd desensitized him to the tarps I had spent a lot of time just filling feed sacks half full of aluminum pop cans that rattled mm -hmm. horrible and tie a piece of baling twine on them. We drug them underneath him, over the top of him. We slung a sack on each side when we had ride up through the mountains and they'd bang on the trees. And, you know, some of the other mules might jump, uh, but, the whole thing this is leading to is I was riding him in January and we were in a real slick spot and he fell down completely all four and uh, landed on my right leg. I was quite a ways away from the house and he, and he just fell completely down. He jumped up and when he jumped up, I couldn't shake my stirrup on the left side, drug the left stirrup over the top. And so I'm hung upside down between <laughs> his front what? legs, his and back his legs. I haven't and, heard this story yet. And the thing that went through my mind, I mean, very vivid to this day, this is going to hurt. 
<laughs> I yeah. kept I kept wondering how many times I was going to get kicked as we oh, yeah. went around that mountain, and how many times he was going to drag me before I finally broke loose. Shadow stood up, felt the weight on his side, and just swung his head around and looked at me hanging upside down. Here I am hanging upside down, and this mule standing there. He's only two years old, and he's standing there looking at me. Well, what kind of a deal is this one? This is a new exercise we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and and he let me wiggle enough to get my foot out of the stirrup. And of course, when I got my foot out of the stirrup, I fell off head first, rolled underneath his belly and on out the downhill side. But this is the kind of, this is the kind of training that, that we've learned that we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the clinics, yeah, from the clinics and the time that you've spent with us. So. He's a good mule. Old shadow. He is. Yeah, it's been fun watching you guys progress with him. And and you have had a couple little bumps along the way. And we're going to talk about Sid's, Sid's. Sid had a bump and a thump a little bit on Shadow. We'll talk about that. But before we go on too much, you're supposed to introduce Sid a little bit more. <laughs> so you're, you can't get out of this. I tried to get out of this. I told you Sid was my sweetheart. Yep. And, and Sid has followed me everywhere. But more than just followed, she's been a part. Mm. And she's been she's been at least an equal part. On this mule stuff, Sid's ahead of me. And in a number of ways, Sid is really ahead of me. And she helps me. She's the kind of a woman that's that's I, there helping you. I'm not ahead of you. Oh yeah. I am I'm the one that's the driving force as far as making sure that the foundation is done and so jerry wants to just get on he's right, ready to go on go, the mountain yeah <laughs> let's go um and i say wait a minute because i i need to build my confidence mm -hmm. because of the little back steps i've had to take over the years but um anyway i'm the one that says you know as long as i keep going and, and improving then then this is going to be even better for the two of us. However, had I known about these hounds, or excuse me, about these mules when he was running hounds, there would have been a little bit of a, a left mm -hmm. turn because he would be begging me to take my mules with his hounds oh, to yeah. go hunting. I mean, we're, it would have been a game changer. Yeah, we're here with, you know, McLean Meekham puts this on. Yes. You guys know he's big time in the hounds, but he uses his mules to run the hounds. Yes. yes. And that's, that is yes. the way to go. I mean, I, I know there's some places where maybe it, you know, they get up in the cliffs and stuff and you got to hike maybe up some, some of the stuff, but for the most part, you can run these hounds, right. You know, follow these. Oh yes. Just follow along with the mules. Yes. So that would have, that might've changed the game for you a little bit. It yeah. would have. Actually, Ty, kind of probably the biggest transition is a friend and I, we, we'd we had the mules and the, and the last one had, had died. Abraham finally, 35 or so, and, and he he passed away. 
and a friend and I and Sid went to the salmon mule sale for the auction and on the way in Sid says you're not buying anything you're not buying anything <laughs> and a friend and I sat behind her and she sat right in front of us with a friend so she really didn't see us bidding when we were starting to bid and then after after we bought boots mm -hmm. Sid's mule we looked at her and says as she turns around glares and figures out what's going on well she, we said happy birthday Sid happy birthday <laughs> and so that led to Sid and boots and so sweetheart tell them about your adventures from there and this this will lead into our first our first clinic together with, yes. with Mr. Boots here. So yeah, tell us about, he tells you happy birthday, honey. Well, and I, then what? I'm a little bit <laughs> more emotional, I guess, with the facial things than he is. I mean, he's always smiling. You can't hide your feelings with your face. Not so much. <laughs> and I turned around and a guy in front of me turned back and he goes, oh, you got the best mule in this whole sale. You really did. None and of I, us. And I said, "What we got?" I told him I wanted a pair of boots, and mm -hmm. so on the way home, I said, "His name is Boots," and we were rocking back and forth because he wasn't very happy about being pulled away from all the rest of the mules, oh, I yeah. guess. Yep. And and it was it was rock and roll all uh -huh. the way home. We got home and he cried and bayed and I said what have you done Jerry and then a couple weeks went by and we finally decided to throw a saddle on him and Jerry threw me in that saddle and off we went mm -hmm. and he was just not a real happy mule and I wasn't probably a very happy wife and <laughs> at but Ju Jerry's just over here smiling. Yes. <laughs> the whole time, right? So July, we decided, gosh, he's got a pretty back. I'm going to see if I can just sit on his back. And crawled on the back of him. And Jerry took the lead rope and walked off. And he launched me in the air. And I hit the ground and hit the back of my head. And I went, oh, this is not fun. And we went to the house and we got me all prepared or all fixed up again. And um, I just says, I'm not, I'm not doing that again, I'm not riding him. And so several months went by and I'll be darned if we don't see a little clipping in the newspaper that says Ty Evans Clinic. Oh, yeah. And Jerry and his best buddy, Russ Kozak, mm -hmm. which you have had in a clinic. Yep said you need to take that Sid you need to take that and I said um yeah right so they Jerry bought it I mean he paid for it mm -hmm. now I mean money is very I'm very conscious of money and mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't back out because that was a lot of money to me I mean I always equate everything into how many pairs of tennis shoes you could buy kids I mean that's how <laughs> that's how I raise all of our kids and yeah. Jerry said it'll be fine said you'll be fine you're gonna be fine in there and we got in there and that's where you take over Ty because mm -hmm. I didn't have any idea how 
you and what you do changed my life. I mean, I just, I cannot believe that my life has changed as much as as. And Russ Kozak would say the same thing. He says, you are a different human being than you were four years ago. And I love that mule more than any critter I have ever had. Oh, see, I don't. We're looking at a picture of <laughs> Sid and Boots. I, I'm crazy about him. Mm -hmm. And now we have four, and they're like potato chips. You can't have just one. So, and Sid, as far as, uh, we were talking about her groundwork and stuff. We've got a little one, not really a little one, a young one that's 21 months old and actually stuck a T-square on it. It was on the concrete, 16 hands and a quarter inches. And uh, Sid has been doing the groundwork. We haven't rode it off yet, but she's got cozy mm -hmm. Next trained month, to come lying. up to come up to the fence mm -hmm. and Sid will be up on the fence. She'll bring Cozy over to the fence and then she gets from the fence onto Cozy. Yeah, I'll sit on uh, her. That, I haven't ridden off yet. I talked about Cozy in our salmon debrief, but that's a big mule. <laughs> that is a big, <laughs> that's a really big cult. Um, so, you're going to stand out at the cult starting clinic. I mean, you know, usually the cult starting clinic is full of, you know, 14 hand little, I mean, you know, like I said, little three, four year old cults, you know, and she's two. And so you got, you have a two year old that's big. 16 hands and one quarter inch. Wow. That's amazing. Hey, before we get into that, though, I want to go back to, the salmon clinic for a first okay. clinic. Um, first clinics are fun to talk about because usually you're overwhelmed. Oh, I was like, um, my buddy, Robert Eversall, you guys know, Robert, he writes for Western meal magazine, Trailmeister guy. Yes. He's yes. awesome. Anyways, he, he described it when his first clinic with me up in Washington, he said it was like trying to take a drink from a fire hose. Oh, that's oh, a good analogy. That's perfect. And he said, there's just so much, and you guys can attest to this, but most people tell me, and you told me this, Jerry, at Salmon this year, I, most people say the same thing, that they learn the most four, five, six clinics later. They're like, okay, that, and you wouldn't think that. You'd think that the very first one would be the most because it's all new, but you can only, you can only take in so much, mm -hmm. just like the mule. Like you can come out here, well, you guys have followed me. You know, some of these cult starting challenges I've done. Yes. You know, and people think it's pretty cool in three days what I could get done with a cult. The problem is, is the retention is real low. When you, mm -hmm. maybe you can get a cult doing all this stuff in three days, but the retention is, is low. You, you know, they, they don't hold it. And, you know, same thing with the clinics. You come to the clinic and you might be doing all the stuff in the clinic. Like you did all the things I asked you to do, but then you go home and you go, wait. What did he say? What was I supposed to do about that? And that's the best part about having Sid. Because Sid uh -huh. retains it a lot more than I do. <laughs> and so she can tell me. She can also hear better than you. 
and and I think that's the biggest part too, because a lot of times like, I can't hey Jerry, do this, and, and he's like, he just smiles and thumbs, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs up. I'm like, he he didn't hear me, said did he? No. So she, she's no. like, no, he didn't hear you. So I gotta go right, I gotta go right around and get you, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why all of a sudden this last clinic it just all clicked together. Kind of left me with the feeling that I'm kind of like some of those mules. Repetition soak, repetition soak, yep. repetition soak. And finally, you put it together and mm-hmm. it's there. So, first clinic with me and Salmon. And I mentioned this earlier, but um, Boots being... So, so remind me, you, you had another animal there, right? That he was attached to. And he wanted out the gate. The mare. You had your mare there. Mm-hmm. And he just and he took the mare, consciously took the mare, mm-hmm. thinking he would settle down if she's close by. Right. Bad mistake. But and I didn't just, know that at yeah, the time. Yeah. All, all he could think about was getting out of that arena and over to his his mommy mm-hmm. <laughs> over there. Yes. Yes. He was not happy. He brayed the whole time. And you know you're talking about not you know, retaining this. Well, I didn't hear you either because mm-hmm. he was yelling in one ear and I'm trying to read lips. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was the, you were, di- you were half. really distracted because oh, he, he was all over the place. You were, you were upset trying to control him and mm-hmm. trying to listen because you like to listen. You're a good learner. And now that now all these clinics later, I know that, you know, you, you're, you're intent on listening and paying attention. So you were probably having a heck of a time in your own head, trying to listen, trying to deal with this herd bound stuff. So. Gate sour. Yeah. He, he wanted out any which way he could get out. So let's, I got to take a, let's take a quick break real fast. And then I want you to tell everybody about the divorce ceremony we called it okay all right so we'll be right back hey want to jump on here real quick and give a big shout out to my buddy colton airing um if you're looking for a good custom built saddle that fits mules and fits you you need to check out colt salary you find him on facebook colt salary and uh, tell him ty sent you he will take good care of you Okay, so we're back with the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast, and Sid is going to tell us about her meal boots and the divorce ceremony. I, what I remember most about it was Jerry laughing in the background a majority of the time at me. So t- tell, your, tell your story. Okay, so the whole day, those, those were all day... And we did all day classes. We did all day clinic. Mm -hmm. And we broke for lunch. It was very, it was all groundwork for the morning. Mm -hmm. Broke for lunch. We were saddled up, ready to go right after we got back. And I couldn't even get on him. He Mm -hmm. would just run away from me. So anyway, you helped me there. And then all we did was run around that arena the whole rest of the time and you'd check in with me because you're still trying to do a clinic and say, Sid, are you okay? Do you want me to take over? 
no, I am not giving up and had sweat just running off of me. And it was like, I don't know, 35, maybe 39 degrees. Mm -hmm. And then we broke after the second half and. Hold on, let me interrupt you real quick. Okay. Sorry. So, so do you want to explain to them what I'm, why I'm having you do what I'm having you do? Okay. Okay. Do you remember? Yes. Okay, go ahead. He was gate sour and he was buddy sour. Mm -hmm. um, we had the mare in the morning close enough that I'm sure he could hear her. He knew where she was at. Mm -hmm. So you had Jerry move her way. The second half, now he has nothing. So mm -hmm. he's gate sour and we ran around the arena and you said, make the wrong things hard the right things easy. So as soon as you get to a gate, just start kicking. Just make him run past that gate. And so we get past that gate and now we're headed to the other end of the arena where there's another gate. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. I kick him till we'd go past that gate. Mm -hmm. Then we'd go along all of the chutes that were in the front and he thought all oh, those were gates. He, so he then wanted out. He did. You guys, those of you listening, this is, this is, I would reckon to say Boots is probably one of the most herd bound I've seen in a clinic. Oh. Not, mm -hmm. I've seen some pretty bad ones, you know, that maybe worse than Boots, but he, he was, uh, he's up there in the top 10, so intently wanting to get, you know, just mm -hmm. go back to that mare. Yes. So, so those of you listening, hopefully you're getting the picture here where, in these, you know, in this situation when the mule is so intent on getting back to the mare or his buddy or whatever, we're trying to, to make wherever we want them to be really easy, a really good place, quiet place. Um, but sometimes when they're out of their mind like that, which he was basically, his brain was over there with that mare. She was holding was. it. Yes. <laughs> she was holding it in her hoof. <laughs> really yes. she. So it was tough. So. Anyways, go back to your story. So you're you're running around the arena. Mm -hmm. It's it's cold. Salmon's always cold. We always freeze our butt off in salmon, don't and we? And windy. And it's always windy. But yes. you are you're you're sweating up a storm because you you're working. You're working hard. I was not giving up either. Mm -hmm. um, Ty said this is going to work, and so I'm going to give it every shot. And besides that, I felt like Boots deserved that. He deserved. Um, a chance. Mm -hmm. So we got done with all of that and I was exhausted, totally yep. exhausted. And we went and talked to you. We changed his bit. We um, bought, I think, three of your videos and you made a suggestion about Having divorce court. Well, Jerry and I immediately. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. At that time, I didn't know it was Judge Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we looked at each other and started laughing because. Yep. I had no idea who you were. We knew. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. So we laughed about that and went, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, we're all in. Mm -hmm. And there was quite a few people that stayed and mm -hmm. got in to the bleachers and stuff and watch this and and you put your saddle on boots mm -hmm. and no bridle i don't even think there was a lead rope you know i don't think 
there was anything else on him. And you said, Sid, when this is all done, where do you want Boots to stand? And there was um, some mule droppings right in the middle of the arena. And I said, right next to it, mm -hmm. thinking this is crazy. And you said, okay. And you tied, you had Jerry tie um, the paint, Mayor, on the outside by the gate. Yep, right out, right by the gate, right outside. Right outside of the arena. And said, let's do this. And it was so funny because when you'd go past that mare, you'd say, she's not as pretty as you think she is. <laughs> and we'd all giggle. And really, for me, it was a little bit of redemption because mm -hmm. I was exhausted. Yeah. And, I mean, he he wore me out. And, and I, it was probably a test. But it was best result in a crummy situation. I mean, I was just shocked. And when you stopped next to the mule droppings right in the middle of the arena, I was a believer. I'm all in now. And that at that moment, my life was changed. And I, I said, I'm committed. I am so committed to this. And so that's the driving force where Jerry is concerned. I'm like, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, the more I learn, the more confident I, confident I become, the more fun this is. And I can hardly wait for cow working tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> you know, that yeah. it, it took a while, though. Oh, it did. That wasn't, I, I didn't get on and, and get him to go over there because, like Sid said, I just saddled him up. And that's back when I used to do, um, these herd bound demos quite often. And you notice I don't do that hardly anymore. Rarely do I right. ride anybody else's animals anymore because I've, I'm, I'm trying to be a better teacher and not a better just doing it and showing you. So now I tell people more about it and get them to do it themselves. But back then, four years ago, I'd, I'd ride, I'd ride a bunch of meals, every clinic, you know, I'd ride lots of meals, every clinic, but, we can learn a lot from these animals that they're herd bound to. I've learned, I've learned. So how do we be more like that mare that he just absolutely loved? That's interesting. You say that because when I got him home, my first step was I'm your new mare. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. The new boss mare. Honestly. Yep. And every time he'd bray, because he'd bray and he'd turn his head and run along the fence line. I'd be out there and I'd talk to him and I'd calm him down and he'd kind of go off and graze again. And I'd go back in the house and the second he, you know, he'd bray again. I was out there. I mean, it was a lot, it was a big commitment, but it, it's paid off. It's, it's interesting when they're, when they're so attached to these, these other horses or other mules or mares or whatever they're attached to watching how the mare is to the mule or how the other mules are to the mule, you know, whoever they're attached to, it's interesting um, what they're like, you know, and, uh, and I remember making the joke 
at that divorce court that we had. <laughs> That's great. I remember making a joke and I said, it's kind of like, you, you know, like he was so stuck on that mirror, right? And mm-hmm. she, looking at her, she could just, she couldn't care any less about him, right? I mean, she's right. just like, dude, I don't care if you just, now if I never see you again. And it's kind of like, I always, always make the joke in these herd bound deals that it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're dating somebody and you, you finally get the courage to say, I love you. And they say, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how that mirror was to him. It's like, I love you. She's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but, um, that was, that was, that was a lot of fun doing those, um, you know, and, and after a while, so I used to do all those, just put my saddle on, no bridle, no halter. Just to prove to people that I'm not making them with my hands, because so many people ride just with their hands, right? That I'm not making that mule go there. I am letting that mule find it on its own. So it's basically the hot and cold game. We, You guys have seen our video about it, and I've made yes. a bunch since. But... You know, you make it e. How you know you make wherever it is that you want them to be, make it easy. And wherever you don't want them to be, make it difficult to be there. And that doesn't mean like because I didn't work the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't whipping, spurring, making them. You know, like hustle. I wasn't even doing any exercises, right? Cause, I mean, I didn't have a halter on or a head stall on them, right? right? So I wasn't like making them do figure eights. I wasn't making them do turns. I basically had them move. Wherever he wanted to, by the way, right? Because it was already hard enough for him. It was hard enough for him to go in the middle of that arena where we wanted him to be. That was hard enough. So all I did was have him move and then find peace wherever it is I wanted him to be. And the emphasis is on finding the peace. And you can basically you can use this lesson for any anything you want to do with a mule, right? Anything anything we want to do, whether it's a turn stopping walk trot lope going up that mountain over there going down that canyon there make it easy so anyways that was that was a that situation too was very memorable for me i've done a lot i mean i've done a lot that i've forgotten about and scout remind me about that mule i'm like i don't remember that mule i don't remember that moment but i remember that one boots because <laughs> it was i think it stuck with me so much because how how hard you worked all day. And Sid is not a quitter. She is just, <laughs> you know, and she worked all day and I'm just looking over at this lady thinking, I hope she survives. Well, two, after we left, after the divorce court, you said, leave boots here with me, you know, leave him here in the pens. You guys go ahead and go home. Jerry, bring me back some hay. Well, I don't think Jerry had it in the back of the truck and I am out cold. I'm asleep on the couch uh-huh. and I didn't wake up till the next morning. However, we got there an hour early. I was in that arena with him mm-hmm. and we were checking the gates out and he's looking for his, his mare. And we made lots and lots of laps around that. And then he calmed down the second day of that clinic was so good but it was way over my head because i missed the first day <laughs> yeah you were you were fighting the whole first day you weren't yeah you were there but not there i didn't have any yep. foundation mm-hmm. i yeah it was it was crazy and then 
was it um two months later we went to whitehall and um jerry again's you know root and sit on and saying no you can do mulemanship too i said i don't know jerry i really didn't even get the 1.5 that i was supposed to have mm-hmm. I said that i just don't know and anyway signed up did it we kind of flunked a few of the mm-hmm. um exercises however we hung in there we had a great time mm-hmm. but it was just one additional step and it was a enough of a success that i'm even more encouraged so mm-hmm. uh, this is exciting to me i mean this where i started four years ago and where you've kind of kind of encouraged me along is pretty night and day i mean seriously and what i've learned here has really applied to my own life and having 10 kids uh-huh. and the patience <laughs> with with him too patience oh, with jerry <laughs> well that was that was a f- fun time and it's been fun how many clinics do you think you, you guys have been to now Oh, you've I been you've been to clinics in Idaho. You've been to clinics in Montana. Montana. You've been to clinics in Utah. Utah. Yeah, I, I, I don't them. know. Probably at least four or five a year. Yeah. But but the reason we come is because we keep learning. It keeps making us better. And yeah. And we've got I some be good better. mules now because of what you've taught us. The tools. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're you're making good meals. These cults, Shadow, and, and soon to be uh, Cozy. Cozy's coming right up here. So um, let's let's go let's go back now. Let's go back. And you, you kind of mentioned your meal, Abraham, right? That you that's when you met Jerry. Mm-hmm. He had Abraham. Mm-hmm. Was Abraham your yes. first meal? No, golly, no. Abraham. So let's go back. Abraham, he was born in 1981. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't really get to write him much because 83 is when I went to law school. So so he was born in 81. And when I got out of law school in 86, got got him back. And he, my my kids, he would literally run them out of the corral. You know, he he was a tough one. He like, was a bronc. Run, run them out aggressively? Yes. Like chasing a dog out of the Yes, just exactly like <laughs> that. That sounds that's, great. That's what we started out with and started riding him. And I could still ride a good bucking horse in. Mm-hmm. And he tested me. Every time I survived, he never got me thrown off. But and I'd been on a lot of national finals bucking horses, but mm-hmm. he could buck. He'd kick. He wouldn't just jump up in the air. But he'd kick out behind, and but he never got me bucked off. And then just gradually over time, he settled down. Uh, and then Sid started with him about 1990. And then that's when he started mellowing out really mellowing out is when Sid got in the picture and started spending time with him. But all I did was I'd go in the pasture. I mean, I just made a friend and he'd follow me everywhere. And I just thought that was so cool. I didn't know that 
mules. I didn't know that mules would do that. Mm-hmm. And puppy dogs. Yes. And anyway, Jerry threw me on. I mean, I've ridden some real garbage that he's put me on, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, well, uh, now you look back, though, and you can say, oh, if only I knew some of these things. Yes. Oh, you could. Yes. You, it would be like the movie Trash to Treasures. <laughs> but gosh, how old would you have been? Nine? <laughs> well, We've been waiting in, for you in, for a long time. In 1981, I wouldn't even hear. <laughs> as, as my dad says, I was just an itch in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that on the podcast. <laughs> That's funny. I've met your dad. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can see him saying that. Huh? Yes. Yep, that's something he'd say. I like him. Yeah, I like it. So, so Abraham was not your first mule. No, so, so I'd, I started to, to out back. with that. I started out in 1972 uh, with that outfitting business, and there was one mule that came in in 1973 to the backcountry ranch that I was working on. And I rode her. She's only a three-year-old. I rode her on a couple of hunts, really liked her. And then the next year, when I went back for hunting season, she'd boogered everybody. And nobody wanted to ride her because they all thought she was bad. And so I got on her uh, in the round corral back at, at the ranch. I got on her in the round corral. And, and you could tell that, yes, they had boogered her up some. But underneath, she still had that, mm-hmm. uh, and Bonnie was her name. And so I I wanted to buy her, so I go, went ahead and let her act bad while I was in the corral, had him open up the gate, and then I headed up the trail, and, boy, she smoothed out perfect. <laughs> they, they sold her to me, and I took her home, and she had, she had actually been worked in a feedlot in Hermiston, Oregon. And so she was she was good with cattle and she was perfect with kids. Hmm. You know, she she was our family mule. She was the the one mule that all the kids learned to ride on. Uh not a horse. It was Bonnie the mule that they all Bonnie learned. Bonnie the mule, huh? Yep. Wow. So that was the first mule you got. And that she, was the first one that, that, that was owned. a pet. The rest of them were just tools pack mules and yeah your yeah for the outfitting stuff and yes okay so that's that's how you got into the mules and then and you got into mules through jerry mm-hmm. so what about you said so did you have horses growing up mules or you didn't have mules growing up did you have horses growing up or yeah, you had a c- couple of horses okay and dad would never let us saddle them because he was afraid we'd get hooked in a stirrup and drug around and so we, yeah, true story. Just rode bareback. Yeah, so everywhere. we all rode bareback, and I think we had a little Morgan at one time, and we had nine kids. Started right behind the ears, and there was nine of us, and the last one was probably backwards, hanging under the tail. And nice. Yeah, just one that you could crawl underneath. I mean, I thought that all, you know, mules and horses were supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Not so much. No. Yeah, you get spoiled. <clears throat> yeah. Spoiled growing up. And, you know, there's a lot. Of, I, I, I hear that a lot. Because what I'm getting a lot in these clinics is 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 people that grew up with something like that you're talking about. 
but then they they have you know they they get married and they have children and they don't get a ride and they don't get to you know they got to get a real job and they got to work for a living and then but now they're retired and they have time and they want that childhood horse or mule again right Sid raising her hand <laughs> that, that's but, but, me and they but then they realize how spoiled they were like oh yeah that doesn't come easy yes and also kids get away with a lot more than adults do with animals I think it's, I you know, the children's innocent nature and a child's lack of agenda. They have no agenda other than just go out and be friends with the horse or the mule. They get away with so much. There's so many times I've seen a kid crawling in with a mule and I just, you know, you don't, you don't want to yell and like panic them, you know, like my girls going out there with the mules when they're real little and you don't want to like yell and panic them, you know, make them like get scared and start crying you might get kicked or something. So you just kind of tense up, well, no, you know, and, <laughs> but the mules don't care. And a lot of times the horses don't care. Now, Hey, you guys listening, t don't, t don't think that you're going to get lucky like that all the time. Pay attention, right? Got to put that in here, but yeah. So, okay. So, Man, we could we could do hours of podcasting with you two. We got we got a lot. So, so I, I I want to talk a little bit about um some of your adventures. I want to talk about some of your adventures. So, Sid, you start thinking about an adventure you want to share. A scary it could be a scary adventure, a fun adventure, or maybe both, or something else. As far as the meals are concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Jerry's Jerry's always got a good story right on the tip of his tongue. So I'm gonna let Jerry start. Do you want to tell something, a fun, funny story, Jerry, a scary story, or one of both, or anything in between? You know, Ty, it's hard to, it's hard to narrow it down. The, well, let's see. At, at the very beginning, when I talked about shadow mm -hmm. and being hung up upside oh, yeah. down, and no one, literally, I'd get my whole head kicked in and mm -hmm. in a heartbeat. I was just hoping it'd be quick and it wouldn't hurt too bad, <laughs> but get it over with. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Get it over with. But you know, I, I, I like the mules are very hesitant to hurt themselves, you know, so I can push them to, to quite a limit. I, I like thrills and, and let's talk, let's talk about thrills then. So Jerry and Sid have been out to our rock crawling clinic and you either have to do something really cool or it has to turn out really bad to get a rock named after you. <laughs> Jerry has a rock. Did you, do you know that? Do you remember? No. You don't remember your rock? You'll remember this year when we go out there. Sid has a heel that's hers. Yes. yes. You remember Sid's heel. Oh, yes. Okay. Think... So Jerry has a rock. So oh, I... talk about thrills. So, so Jerry, no, Sid will not. But Jerry will do anything I say out there on the center fell. <laughs> <laughs> if I say, Jerry, do that. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't even question me. And and half the time, I'm just telling him about the rock, and he think, he can't hear me. So he thinks I'm pointing to the rock. So he just goes and does it. I said, I didn't want you to do that, Jerry. That's crazy, man. But uh I can think of so, so there's one rock that's named after you. 
and the people listening to this podcast aren't going to really understand, but it's up on top of the, so this, this ride, we go up on top of the mountain and then also down the canyons. And this is up on top of the mountain. And, um, it's, it's, we go way out and, and we, we have lunch off this beautiful red cliff. Do you remember the spot I'm telling you? Oh, yes. Okay. It's a beautiful red cliff. You look down into this canyon, gorgeous. I don't know how you can get a better lunch spot than that, but it's on the way to the lunch spot. There's a big rock. It's not a, a major, it's not a major difficult jump for the mule exactly, but for you, it's, it's scary because you got exposure. You're riding off the rock. And if you remember, you ride off and on your right side, it drops like 12 feet. And then it kind of tapers down to about a five foot drop on your right side. As you go off the rock, you, you can you can basically walk right off to where it's just only about a, a three foot drop. Yes. You, you can walk right off the edge and then it's just a little drop. It's not huge. But on that right side, you got that exposure starting, <laughs> like I said, uh, maybe 10, 20, 10 or 12 feet uh, tapering down to about a five foot the way the rock is. Do you remember that? I think that was just this last fall. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, and that's Jerry's rock now because that, uh, you had the biggest smile coming. I couldn't help Maybe he was gritting his teeth, but you can't tell Jerry, <laughs> but he's either gritting his teeth or smiling, maybe a little of both. So but, I can remember as we went around shadow was supposed to go high in to the left to get, around the tree and instead of that he went underneath the tree and that's where the, the ledge was and he started sliding off of the ledge and i looked down and it it was 10 12 feet i ty was already down there and i could see kind of a horrified look on ty's face and hey you just you just hang on and I just coaxed him. I and forgot. I think you I did said that. something like, oh, manure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, you didn't. I think it rhymed with spit. <laughs> <laughs> but I got him around. I got him around the edge of the cliff to where we went off where it was probably four to five feet. I, I know the spot. This the same spot, Larry, my father-in-law. He slid, went straight off. Slid off he, of that thing. That was a bad. That's a bad spot. This uh, yeah. this spring, another fella came off of that same spot. So when we get back to that spot, I'm gonna have to do some traffic directing. Yes. yes. But so Sid's Hill. Do you want to tell us about Sid's Hill? Do you remember that? Oh, you were you I were in, you were intense. I was terrified and did not have a smile on my face. No, you did not. <laughs> um, you didn't have a smile. You were not laughing at my jokes any longer. <laughs> uh, we were. We just come up a pretty sizable rocky area, and we were kind of getting bunched up. And the mule that I was on which was not Boots, it was partner this time, um, didn't like that bunched up feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so we've got people in front, a lot of people in front of us and a lot of people behind us. And he's starting to get nervous. And so 
rather than waiting and going to the right to go up, he decided to turn kind of to the left and make his own trail and went up and we're, we're going. Now I'm committed. And he hit what looked like a cornice rock. You know, it looked, you know, how you kind of have a cornice in a snow drift. Mm -hmm. um, but he, anyway, that was right at the top. And he reached up and hit it and it caved. And he went down on his belly and we're sliding backwards now. Mm. And I jumped off or I was able to get off. He had my foot for a minute. We're going to take a quick break right okay. now to, to change this recording out and we'll be right back. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Western Mule Magazine. Ben and Anita Tennyson do a amazing job with their magazine. I've been writing for them for a few years now, and uh, they're great. Look up westernmulemagazine.com and check them out. Okay, we're back, and Sid, was she just left us on a cliffhanger. Uh <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> we were hanging off a cliff. Uh, your mule came down on its belly, and now it's, now we're headed backwards. And um, you you might have also said a word that rhymed with spit. <laughs> I'll bet I did. <laughs> I stepped off, pulled my foot out from underneath his belly, stepped off, and now I'm holding on to his lead rope. And I don't know how I even got the lead rope off of the saddle horn, but I. I'm holding onto the mule as we're both sliding down now, but I'm now in front of the mule. And you kept saying, Sid, let go of the mule. No, I got to save him, Ty. Sid, let go of the mule. And I dropped the lead rope and he stood up. And I, I'm just terrified. And I turned around and looked around me and boy everybody's just holding their breath and i'm thinking how am i gonna get out of this now and <laughs> i don't even really remember crawling out of there i'm sure i did mm -hmm. or otherwise i wouldn't be here but um we roped you and drug you out <laughs> probably no. no you took you took the mule mm. and i'm now on top and got back on and that was terrifying that was my scariest moment probably and while you said think of good moments scary moment that was one of them i wrote down i mean that's the one that came to mind and but the best moment um was again at san rafael and it was just this last one uh, it was probably the best confidence builder for me, for the mule, for both of us, for us together that I've ever had. It was, it was really so good. fun. It mm -hmm. was so fun and it had its scary moments again, but I was so much more confident in the mule and what he could do. And believe it or not, that time that was boots. And so you can see where we've come from mm -hmm. in four years. So yeah. Let's do this. Heck yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Sid. Right. Jerry, you got a, you got a, th 
a thrill you want to share with us? Sid let me Sid let me ride her boots meal mm-hmm. for one of those rock crawling <laughs> yep. clinics. Mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, it was it was so fantastic as as we would start with with little heights, maybe six inches. They're big flat rocks. Mule animal walks up on that, stop him, and then goes, and then you work up, you know, to a foot, mm-hmm. foot and a half, two feet. Uh, and and the mule just keeps gaining more confidence, as do we. The third day, you took us up one of those washes, and uh, there was a, a kind of a shorter rock that probably only about three feet off, but you you climbed up onto that short rock. I think guys might have called it Joe's Rock or something. Uh, Joe G, I think it had, a, but anyway, went up the first three feet and then there's another climb you can make another two feet. Oh, yeah, and you've, talking you've about got that. about five feet. We of, call it Joe's Rock because he backed, he, he backed off the darn thing. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the rock. Well, I'd watched Ty go off that rock, and mm-hmm. and Boots had the confidence. You know, I mean, you could almost feel him saying, "When's my turn?" Uh, and Ty had indicated on that one. We didn't. It, it was at your discretion. If you want to do it, do it. And I just looked at him, pointed to myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. And Ty just shook his head. Yes. And so just pointed boots to it. He climbed up onto that first three, jumped up onto it, jumped up on to the high one. And then all of a sudden I realized here I am. Rock is five feet off the ground. The mule is about five feet, four and a half feet. And I'm sitting three and a half feet above that. That ground down there is 13 feet. Yeah, you were up there. <laughs> you bet you're up there. But boy, so... he had a smile on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I just gave him his head, and off he went. And wow, talk a, talk about a thrill. Well, Sky got good photographs. Oh yeah, and so. I took that photograph of up there, just barely starting to jump. I had blown into 11 by 14s because I want my kids to do inspirational stuff too. You know, I want them to, to know that they're not limited. Go mm-hmm. for it. Okay. And so down in the corner, I made, I made the photograph for every one of them's Christmas present. We sent out the 10 presents to the kids and my mom. And in the bottom of each one of them, I just wrote, Go for it. There you go. Heck love yeah. dad. Go yeah, for love it. Love dad. I forgot. Yeah. Go for it. Love dad. Yeah. But Ty couldn't have been able to do any of that <laughs> unless you would have given, you know, without the confidence that you gave both me and my mule. I mean, it's, Heck yeah. it was, it was your clinics that got us up to that apex. I remember that moment. The next, that was your second year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the year you had surgery on your wrist, mm-hmm. Sid. So you, you were, you were holding camp down for us. You, Jerry had a big smile leaving camp, but you had a sad look on you. I was. Yeah. That was, that was not fun I for was. you. It was good food, but.
but that's about all you got that year. Yeah, that won't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. So and still, you know, I'm glad I did the surgery because that mm -hmm. has certainly helped. But that was tough that. leaving you. Oh, I felt goodness. so bad, like oh, oh poor oh, Sid sitting I, back there and Yeah. It was that was hard. But you know what? That gave me the drive to in fact it was a little shadow that I started working with. I started doing your everyday mealmanship. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to send in a commitment. I said, okay, we're going to do this. And then we brought, I brought Shadow here, wrote him in the Miomichip yep. uh -huh, one. And he did so good. I mean, I could just see him starting to change. But I thought, yeah, this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to be stuck in camp anymore. Yeah, you were so, so sad that Jerry's like, Ty, I just... I better have enough fun for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how true that is. <laughs> so, I never told her that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. So, uh, last year, last year, so uh, in 2020, uh, it would it was your third year coming to the Rock Crown yes. Clinic, and it was really fun. You brought your flag. And you got <laughs> pictures with your flag everywhere. And that yes. was, there's some cool pictures out there of, of you and your flag, holding your flag, jumping on some rocks. And that was pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah. Well, is there any other stories you guys would like to tell on? Maybe you have to think of some more. Maybe we'll do this again another time. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting kind of late on here. And these, we got a clinic tomorrow and, it's going to be a dang good day. So you guys listen to the podcast. You know, whenever I have a guest on or guests, um, I like to ask advice that you would give somebody um, in their journey with mules and horses, uh, you know, pursuing, pursuing, um, trying to be better, you know, trying to be the best they can be. So I want both of you to give a word of advice um, start with Sid. Uh, what one piece of advice? If somebody says, "Hey, give me one piece of advice with this whole mule thing, or horse thing, whatever," what would you say? I think two things. One, be patient, and two, don't give up. Because it seems like the patience part—you know—you hang in there and you're patient with them, and then all of a sudden something clicks with you, but with that mule too. And so don't, don't give up. Um, just stay with it. I think. Awesome. And go to a tie Evans <laughs> clinic. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, you've changed my life. <laughs> well, you, I'm just, I always say, I'm just the bozo out there talking. You guys have to do it. You've done the work, yeah. Sid. You've put a lot of a lot of work into this, and, well, and uh, you've done you, you've come a long ways in the four years I've known you. I'm very impressed. Wow, well, so. thanks. I, I couldn't have done it without you, honestly. I mean, it's nice to have all of those. Um, we call them tieisms <laughs> that run in the back of your head, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make a T-shirt with all of them. There you go. Give it to me for my birthday. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, what's a piece of advice you'd give somebody that's getting 
that's on this mule and horse journey, what would you tell them? Mules think a lot different than horses. Horses, you can break them to ride. You can force them to do what you want them to do, and they will comply and they will do it. Mules, give them time to think. I think that mules are smarter than horses in in many respects. Just give them time to learn and make it easy for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they, just, just be patient with them. Give them the time. Don't try and break them. Mm-hmm. Teach them. One of my favorite quotes, and you guys have heard me say this many times, but one of my favorite quotes is from Tom Dorrance. He says, you have to treat the mule the way you should treat the horse. Yes, that's a, and that's, that's what without putting it in those words, yeah. that's exactly what I was trying that's to say. That's what you're saying right there, you know, because yeah, you're right. Um, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it, but you, you unfortunately can manipulate and make a horse do yes a lot of things. The mule, they they they're very analytical. They analyze. Well, what are you asking me? And they they need to know what's the trade-off on this you know the cool thing about the trade-off is they only require one thing from us one thing only comfort that's all they need from us right Mm -hmm. give them comfort in whatever it is they're doing and and that's the only trade-off that's all they ask so that's pretty cool ty thank you we we appreciate what you've taught us we appreciate what you've brought us I appreciate your friendship. It's, it's been, appreciate it's, it too. it's been a lot of fun, you know, uh, love hanging out with you guys. Love when you stop by my house on your way passing through, even if I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, it's great. Thanks for coming on this podcast and thanks for listening. You know, I appreciate you guys listening. So again, we're here at Bryce Canyon mule days. I want to make sure we give them a, a good shout out. And you guys have been coming here longer than I have. The, when they started this mule days, um, you know, my buddy, Sam, yes, Gayling. family, Sam, really mm-hmm. he's cousin, basically, um, you know, he wanted me to come do clinics here, but I was contracted out, uh, two, two different years, three different years, actually, mm-hmm. um, doing clinics this weekend. And so I couldn't, couldn't come, but from here on out, as long as, as long as they'll let me come, we'll be doing clinics here, but Bryce Canyon Mule Days here in Trop, Utah, a lot of fun. Fantastic. Um, sponsors here fantastic people people. putting it on oh yeah the people that that the meekums just they work tirelessly to put this together it's amazing it's besides that the cost our favorite place to go you know raising raising all of the money for the cancer people and stuff yeah and that's That's, what this is about you know i was uh mclean meekums brother clint yes See, I've known McLean and Clint my whole my whole life. They've known me since I was a child. Before I knew they knew me before I knew them, right? And um, Clint, he was really inspirational, you know. Especially when I was in high school rodeo, uh, he had always give me little tips and suggestions behind the buck and shoots. And and Jerry, you know what that's like, you know, you rodeo, sure. and you, was, you rode Bronx like I did, I rode Bronx like you did, rather. Um, you know, and it, you get those mentors like that yes. behind the shoots. That, and that's what Clint was like. And Clint passed away of cancer 
few years back. And that's what this is. Mm -hmm. This Mule Days, it, it raises money for cancer research and, and all that. And so what a good cause. Yes. I mean, um, there's not very many uh, equine events, let alone Mule Days events that does it to raise money for a fundraiser completely so it's pretty cool so big shout out to bryce county mule days thank you jerry and sid thank you love you guys love you too. Uh, you just you guys are awesome so thanks for jumping on here and and uh we'll see how uh how bad we all sound no, i'm just kidding it's gonna sound <laughs> it's gonna be good so hey if you guys are uh uh if i could ask everybody a favor um if you guys could find uh, especially, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, if you could leave a review, five star rating, if you think Jerry and Sid deserve it, now they do. Uh, <laughs> leave us a five star review and a, uh, and a rating, and we'd be very grateful to you. Um, and if you don't have a way, you know, I know you can't leave a review on on uh, Google and some of these other things, but post on Facebook or something. Let us know what you, you know think. That. So, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. She just needs to. Well, I'm telling these guys on here, Jerry. I'm telling them to do it. So you're, you're okay. You're on the podcast. I'm an old timer, remember? <laughs> so, hey, thank you guys. God bless you. And we will see you down the road.